Hi, I'm Roy Collin, and I'm the creator of the podcast. You can find everything about me and the five podcasts on bio.link forward slash podcaster, and you'll find it in the QR code there. I'd also like to thank my sponsors. If you or someone you know is struggling with anxiety and want to know how to be 100% anxiety free in six weeks without therapy or drugs, Daniel Packard Anxiety Solution Program Company offers a six weeks system that permanently solves anxiety at an astounding 90% success rate. People who join the program only pay at the end once they have clear, measurable results. If you're interested in learning more, go to permanentanxietysolutions.com where you can book a free consultation with Daniel. Do you have high blood pressure or want to get off the meds? Doctors are amazed at what Zona Plus can do. Get a $50 discount with my code ROY. Go to zona.com slash discount slash ROY and you'll see the QR code for all my sponsors down at the end. Quality Polish manufacturer of metal products for telecommunication and workshop equipment and other metals. If you'd like a brochure, you see it in the QR code and you just let us know if you would like a quotation shipped internationally and very competitive rates. I hope you enjoy this week's podcast. Welcome to the Speaking Podcast. You can find all our episodes on speakingpodcast.com. We're also on BitChute and YouTube. You'll find the links in the podcast description. I'm also a podcasting coach because I've got four other podcasts. Wait for them getting to the top half percent. And you'll find everything on buyer.link forward slash podcaster. My guest today in Washington, D.C. area, a weight loss coach, podcaster, which I always love and you know by the professionalism, speaker, also a, a, an OBGYN physician. Please welcome... Priyanka Vengopal. I, I, I know I didn't. It, Roy. Yeah. Oh, so good. No, you got it just right. This is such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. This is the best. No, I'm looking forward to this. So I suppose, I mean, I've just yeah. m- mentioned the bullet points, but you might just kind of introduce yourself a little bit more to the listeners. Absolutely. Yeah. So I am a board certified OBGYN in by training and I, over the years, have you know, in my whole journey, which, you know, we'll we'll talk about a little bit. I am now a mind and body health coach for high achieving professional moms. And, you know, a lot of what I think we're going to talk about today really is how our mindset, how our brains can often create big obstacles to speaking, to kind of sharing our truths. And, you know, what I really help high, high achieving professionals with now is how to feel better in their life by being more authentically themselves, for people to feel comfortable speaking their truth, for saying what they have to say, and at the same time, taking care of themselves. So the reason I call myself a mind and body health coach is because, yeah, my clients will lose weight, but they actually start feeling better. Their whole bodies, like their brains and their bodies start feeling better. And we do it without calculators and counting and spreadsheets, which I know professionals so that's a little bit about me. Brilliant. And are you still a practicing physician? Or, or have you walked I stopped now? practicing about a year and a half ago. So I was practicing up until a year and a half ago. And that was the point that I decided to become a full-time entrepreneur. I would say that there was quite a while that I was, I felt like a full-time physician and full-time entrepreneur. And I think that there came a point about, about two years ago that I started to really feel like the impact that I was having as a coach, the impact that I could see, um, you know, as I grew, as my business grew, as I put my voice out actually more in this universe that um, it would have more impact. And so that's really what drove me to 
say goodbye to my career in medicine, which was a big, it was a big deal. Oh, absolutely. So I suppose, yeah. uh, yeah. no, before we delve into all you're doing, like your own speaking journey, yeah. you might let me know how, yeah. how that developed. Yeah. You know, so I, I really think that if, if, if my, if my youngest 10 year old self could see me right now talking on a podcast about speaking, I think she would never have believed it because I've always been that I was always that kid that felt very shy. I would have probably identified as an introvert who had a lot of opinions. Like I've always been a very opinionated kid, an opinionated child, but I think I felt a lot of nervousness in sharing my opinion and in speaking up in telling people what I thought. And I think that this was, there was probably many reasons for this. I had a lot of people pleasing tendencies. I wanted to make sure I didn't rock the boat. I was taught to, you know, be, be a good little girl, be, you know, seen and not heard like that type of messaging, I think was um, fairly common. But I think the bigger reason for me in my youth was because I had a lot of perfectionist tendencies, as I think, again, this is what I do now as with high, high achieving professionals, we have perfectionist tendencies. And so for me, I think it manifested with, I want to get it right. I want to say the right thing. I want to not make a mistake. If I say something, I want it to be something that's impactful. And I would say for many years, especially through high school, where I felt really shy and introverted, and then definitely through college and medical school, I allowed those, those thoughts about how I could speak up in the world to hold me back from so many opportunities. I think I, I kept my world very small. I probably said no to things just because of my nervousness around speaking up. I think I probably said not no to just opportunities, but even to meeting people, you know, like if you go and you are in an environment or in a room full of people, you have to be able to speak to, you know, communicate about who you are and what you're all about. And I think I was very happy to just sit and watch a movie and like, just be by my lonesome. And that, that was just fine. So I think that probably through medical school and residency, as I started I think discovering my own inner confidence. And I think this happened because of my my life and becoming a physician. I started becoming better at speaking to people, mostly because now I have to speak to patients, right? Like I, I, I think that I started to discover that actually my voice was a conduit to creating so much for myself, for my community, for my patients, especially. I think that's probably what cracked it for me was um, becoming a an advocate for women and a physician that served women. Excellent. And like, I, yeah. I believe, is it seven years that you do the study and then you have to kind of do a few years of actually kind of internship or practice? Right. So it's actually a total of 12 years um, if you count college. So it's, you know, in the United States, it's four years of undergraduate college, then four years of medical school. And then you do four for OBGYN residency. It's a four year residency. So it was a four year residency. Um, and after residency, that was when I became an attending. So I would say the whole journey, if I count college, not everybody would count because, you know, from college, you can go to other professional degrees. Um, yeah, it was it, many, many years went into it. But it's it's kind yeah. of impressive that you've walked away from that, especially at such a young yeah. age, because a lot yeah. of people, you know, when they get elderly, they kind of go, oh, I'll take it. You know, they have all their money made and everything's done. But you've obviously... You know, you, you kind of realized, yeah, I need a change in life. So what's your journey? What exactly yeah. was going on in your head to realize, okay, this is why I want to change? 
Yeah, I love sharing the story. So I think for me, it started in about 2018, 2019. My, I have two kids. So my son at the time was three and a half and my daughter was seven months. This was in the spring of 2019. And I was practicing as as an OBGYN physician. And honestly, I was not one of those physicians that was burning out. I know if you, you know, really hear the medical community right now, a lot of professionals, a lot of physicians are very overworked, but really I felt quite content as a physician, but I did not feel very content in my life. So at this point I was about 200 pounds and I felt really frustrated. I felt really frustrated that I had tried all of, if you named it, I had probably tried it. Available to the human I have tried. And I think at that point in my life, I just felt frustrated that I had not figured this out. And that was probably around the time that I discovered a podcast kind of like this one and was introduced to the world of coaching that really our mindset, our thoughts about ourselves, our thoughts about work, about our bodies, about food, about relationships are the whole reason that we show up the way we show up. And I think that it was just, it, it took maybe like one podcast episode or two podcast episodes that I would say are the reason it kind of changed the trajectory of my whole life. It's like my eyes opened up and I started to just, I like to say, I, I went down the rabbit hole. I love going down rabbit holes. I went down the rabbit hole of this podcast and I started just really diving into what coaching was. I think I had heard about coaching because I think many people have probably heard about coaching, but I did not really understand how it could apply for me. Um, and at that point, I just, I jumped in, I started getting coached myself and I started really changing my, my mindset. I started changing my thoughts about myself and food and my relationships and my work, and especially my thoughts about my kids who were cute, but drove me crazy. And over the course of about a year to 18 months, I lost a little over 60 pounds without, you know, the calorie tracker, without a calculator, without counting and measuring and weighing food. It just felt like finally this breath of fresh air that I didn't know I had been needing for so long entered my life. And I, I would say probably in 2020, I noticed that my my way of being with my patients and my practice had a coaching angle. And I, you know, I think that I've probably been a coach for the moment I became a physician is probably when I became a coach because my style of even being a physician had a very coachy style relationship with my patient, with my patients. And I think that that was where I started to really see that, um, this was amazing. My patients would come in, they wanted, you know, their physical exam, their annual visits, but I was more interested in how they were feeling. And by feeling, I don't just mean, you know, abdominal pain and belly pain and back pain, though that's important. I was way more interested in how my patients were physically and mentally and emotionally feeling and how that was impacting their life. So I think that that was where I started to take um, more. I started to kind of, again, dive down all the rabbit holes, started to get certified as a coach myself. And I just started coaching on the side in the beginning. My plan was never to leave medicine because again, as, as we talked about, I had invested years. I like to say I invested years of blood, sweat, and tears literally to become a physician. But I also started to see that there was this other world that was possible for me. And what would it be like to play in that world? So I started to coach on the side and that started to grow and I started to see the impact it had. And in 2022, so after I had probably been in 
I had been now like a, the unstoppable mom brain is the name of my business. I had been a coach now for, for some time. I made that decision to actually leave. And I think that the reason and the way that I made that decision had to come from trust. And it wasn't because I was running away from being a physician. I like to think of that decision as I was just running towards something else. And I had to have trust in myself that if I ever wanted to go back, if I ever wanted to practice medicine again, that I would trust myself to go figure that out. I might lose skills. I might forget how to hold a scalpel, though I doubt it. I might forget certain skills, but I was willing to tell myself that if I learned it once, I could probably learn it again. And if I really wanted it, I could always go back. So that's kind of my whole, my whole story. Now that's what I help high achieving professional women do is to create more of what they want, feeling better. And it doesn't mean you have to leave your job. You can start feeling better right where you are. And did you find it kind of with all the studies you've done? Because that's something, especially on my other podcast, The Awakening, and I've interviewed a lot of doctors and I just kind of know how the industry works. They're not into the kind of mindfulness. It's more about take the pill and everything. So what you were doing and trying to help people and find out what's really going on, because a lot of the time it's the stress and the head that causes the ailments. You know, it, it's against the norm because it's like, it's unfortunately, you know, the pharma, big pharma kickbacks and everything like, I mean, that must have been for you to witness that with when you had such caring for your patients. You know, I think that just like there is every flavor of human, I think that there's every flavor of physician. So I don't ever want to paint um, any profession or any human or any category with one broad brush. So just like with humans, I think that you, you will find that with physicians too. So there are plenty of physicians that I think have a very similar perspective to me where they want to treat the whole human. They want to not just treat the physical parts of what somebody comes in with, but really address their mental and emotional um, burdens. But I think the trouble with the industry right now, and this is just the nature of how healthcare is set up is physicians don't have the time that they would love to have with their patients. And so sometimes what maybe happens for some is that they have to, you know, kind of what you're saying, like maybe we just throw a pill at this and let's just see if it solves the problem simply because they don't have the time. And, and again, I don't think that this is um, across the board, all, all, all patients and all physicians, but I think that physicians have so many barriers that it's hard to navigate. It's so hard to navigate, but I think that that's where we have to get creative and start exploring options. Excellent. So you've, um, you've created the unstoppable mom brain. So you might yeah. delve in, I know you do groups and stuff like that, but you might just for yeah. those that don't know what that's about, yes. you might tell us exactly. So let me tell you. So the name, the unstoppable mom brain was born mostly again, as my work as an OBGYN, I would see patients coming in for their postpartum visits, like the six week, eight week postpartum visit, they would come in and, you know, they have a new baby in the house, but they would refer to any mistake they made. Maybe they forgot to, you know, give a permission slip to their older kid, or they forgot a play date, or maybe they, they packed the wrong lunch. And I, when I would ask them, like, how is the transition been? How is the new baby doing with your family? How are you feeling? They would refer to all of of their mistakes and fallacies as mom brain. So, and this is something that I see happening even now. It's like on the playground, on play dates, you refer to your mistakes and your inadequacies as mom brain. And I decided, and this is again, part of my philosophy for 10 years now that yes, our brains are the reason we have obstacles. 
like my brain was my biggest obstacle, the nervousness that I felt when I was 10 years old and like, let me hide from speaking to the world. But my brain was also my solution. It was the only way that I could get out of my own way. And I think that, you know, the reason that I decided to name my business, the unstoppable mom brain was to change the narrative on how women identify their mistakes as a product of their brain. I want women to start identifying their solutions is also going to come from their brain. And I think when, when women can see that specifically high achieving professionals, all of a sudden the conversation changes, right? We're not talking just about our fallacies and our inadequacies. We're like, and I have all these issues. I have this past pile. I like to call it this past pile of mistakes, this past pile of like evidence that I couldn't figure something out. And also my brain is going to be the solution that figures this one out. So let's go figure it out. And I know that you have a very successful podcast. That's the same name. Yeah. yeah? So you might like that's you right. bring on yeah. guests and you do some solo shows as well. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of my podcast is really intended to, to talk to high achievers. And this is really, it really talks to every human, but I specifically work with high achieving professional moms that your brain is your greatest asset. And I think that everything that I share on this podcast is um, not just mindset. I think mindset's really important, but I think for high achievers, strategy, specific, tangible skills and tools is also very valuable. So if you ever listen to my podcast, you get both. I'd like to think of it as the perfect marriage of mindset and strategy, specific skills and tools. And then I will bring on guest experts that will maybe talk about different topics that I will have conversations on, but some of them are very like solo episodes, specifically mindset and skills. And how do you find a solo? Because I mean, I usually yeah. my very first episode of all my podcasts is the solo, but I find, but yeah. I mean, I've seen some of yours like, you know, yeah, you've obviously natural at it and very good at it, but did you find it hard to start doing that? So hard because again, my perfectionist tendencies are still a part of me. So, you know, one of the, I, I often teach that one of the biggest roadblocks to hitting your dream ideal weight is having a perfectionist brain. And the way that I identify perfectionism is not the traditional definition. I think some people think of perfectionist as someone that has to get an A plus or a gold star, but perfectionists are also people that really hate making mistakes, avoiding failure at all costs. And I think high achievers very much would identify with both of those definitions of perfectionism. And that definitely came up for me when I started my podcast. I wanted every episode to be perfect. Every single episode to be jam-packed with value, like bullet points. I wanted to have the whole thing scripted. And it took me again, really seeing that I have this tendency, this desire to do high quality work because this matters to me, because my voice matters, I want to have impact. And I think I used to attach doing a really good job on the podcast with having a lot of value. And it's taken me, you know, now this podcast is a little over a year old. I would say probably around six or eight months into it, I was like, you know what? I can probably do B minus work on this and it's still very valuable. And that was very liberating where maybe I could just have fun and I don't need to have a script and I can just like just share value because my perspective is valuable. And I think that that's what's catching on with the podcast, which is one of my favorite things to do in my business. Yeah, excellent, excellent. And you mentioned yeah. about uh, not counting the calories and it's yeah. something I never do. I just believe, you know, you eat what you, but I have noticed with some friends, female friends, that if you're having the dessert, they're talking negative to themselves when they're about to have something amazing to eat instead of just going i'm going to enjoy this apple pie with ice cream on top they're just going oh no this is going to make me fat or this and 
like they're basically, I just like to touch on that. Absolutely. And that is a product of the diet industry. It's a product of learning for many, many decades that there are certain foods that are good, certain foods that are bad. And again, a lot of our high achiever brains really attach results with perfect implementation of a plan. And so we've learned if, you know, calories in calories out, you might even hear your physician say calories in calories out, right? You might hear like eat less, move more. These are all phrases that I think have caught women, especially by storm that we believe if I just count the calories, if I just don't eat a carb ever again, maybe then I will lose this weight. And number one, what that does is it creates a very contention, contentional relationship with food and with yourself. And it creates a very perverted relationship with how we treat ourselves. So the way that I like to think about the way we eat is I, I describe it as your BFF lover for life. Okay. The way we eat, it's the one relationship you're going to have forever. And yet, if you really ask yourself, I wonder what my relationship is with this person in the car next to me. It is for most women, if you want to lose weight, it's not a very good one. They hate the way they're eating. They have all these things that they're not quote unquote allowed to eat. And not surprisingly, that's not a sustainable strategy. So they quit at it, right? And eventually they'll eat the thing. They'll eat the, the, the pie with the ice cream on top. And then they'll have a lot of negative self-talk around the fact that they did. So a lot of what I do is teach my clients and teach my audience that there are absolutely high quality foods that will promote fat loss. Like there's a science to fat loss. I bring my medical background into the conversation. There are certain foods, certain ingredients, certain qualities of food that will promote fat loss. And also what if you could learn how to listen to your body in real time? She's a natural calculator. She will tell you when she's hungry and when she's not. Well, we learned how to listen to that. I promise you it is the most sustainable permanent strategy and you can throw the apps away. You can throw the planners away and know that there are going to be moments you're going to go to the pie with ice cream. It doesn't mean that you have to have a contentious relationship with it. So I think it, it is really hard sometimes for professionals to release the planner, to release the calorie counting because they're so used to it, but it's like a, an unprogramming. We have to absolutely un program that diet brain and learn how to change the relationship with what I think is like your BFF lover for life. Absolutely. And like a lot of people, it, it shocks me. I mean, they shouldn't be taking the sodas, but with the kind of Pepsi Max and the Coke Zero, mm -hmm. they think I lose weight with this when it's got a spartum and it actually, they can gain weight from it. And like most people, like when you're telling them, they just kind of go, yeah, and it they don't. It just goes over their head. It, it, is this something that you've kind of is there that you can figure out with your clients how to kind of get that through with a better message? Because I think it's very yeah. important and dangerous to some of these things. Yeah, so I definitely think that artificial sweeteners is is its own category, which I think is a fascinating category because it's true that if you have an artificial sweetener, your blood sugar will not spike. And so at a chemical level, that means that the insulin, leptin, and ghrelin, which are the hunger hormones in your body, are not affected. But what the trouble with artificial sweeteners is, like Diet Cokes or Diet Pepsis, is your brain is still thinking it's getting sweetness. And what happens when we kind of stay on the sugar bandwagon, which is what you're doing when you have an artificial sweetener, your brain is still on the sugar bandwagon. You keep craving it. Your cravings and your desire to eat a lot of sweet things never goes away. 
So I think that that's the biggest trouble with artificial sweeteners is that it keeps you craving sugar. It keeps you craving foods that are not necessarily going to promote fat loss. And I think that that can be a big problem. So I actually really, I, I'm a big I'm not an eliminist. So I always like to say, again, no food is good. No food is bad, but what would it look like for you to give your body a break for a few weeks where you actually ate whole foods, foods that did not have artificial sweeteners, foods that were free of flour and sugar, give your brain a detox, a detox from the dopamine and the endorphins that it's so used to getting, and then embark on what it would look like to try a Coke or a Pepsi. Like now see what it does to your brain. You'll feel such a huge difference just from detoxing for a few weeks. I mean, for me, I, I stay away from McDonald's, <laughs> but the odd time when you're, you know, doing a trip and there's nothing, all the garages are closed and I feel so bad from it because I eat very, yeah. I try to eat as organic as possible and just exactly what yeah. you've just said, you just stay away from these things. So yeah. with your group coaching then, because I seen you doing a webinar, so you might just touch on the webinar, give some mm -hmm. tips to people with the webinar and then kind of go into the coaching and why you do it as a group and how it, how it actually works. Yeah. So I used to only do one-on-one -on -one coaching and a while ago I started to notice that I would sometimes bring my one-on-one -on -one clients together and we would do like a small group call. And those calls were incredibly impactful specifically for women, because I think when you start to hear the coaching and the experiences of other high achieving professionals, you start to see you're not alone in the struggle. So a lot of women, I think, especially high achieving professionals are surrounded by humans. We're surrounded by people. We're leading teams. We're doing big things at, you know, at the workplace and at home, but oftentimes high achieving professional women feel alone in their struggle because they want to put on a very strong, you know, a strong um, surface face for the world, I think that sometimes women really do feel alone in the struggle. And so I decided to make a sharp pivot to small, intimate groups. And it is it is very small and intimate. But the beauty of, I think, having a small, intimate group is it kind of marries both, where my clients really get personal one-on-one -on -one attention and mentorship with me. And at the same time, they get the lived experiences of other high-achieving professional women. So they get to gather wisdom from the coaching that somebody else gets. Like for example, one of my clients was recently getting coached on her marriage. Uh, she was having a lot of thoughts about her husband and we were coaching on that topic. And another client of mine who, you know, would has she, she sent me a message on the side saying, I never would have thought to get coached on that topic, but change the time and place. And that's me. It was so valuable for her to hear the coaching of another high achieving professional. And it just planted a seed for her. Like, wait a second, my marriage could be totally different. So I think that the beauty of, of, of a small intimate group, the way that we do in, in Unstoppable is you get both. Because I think, again, personal mentorship is important. Having one-on-one -on -one support is important. And also being in a community, surrounding yourself with other high achievers who have the same goal is just priceless. So that's the reason that I decided to move to small intimate group. And what's the typical number of people that go in the group and like, what's the duration? Yeah. So it really varies. I think for me, it's not um, specifically about the number of people that are in my group. I have a consult with anyone that's interested in working with me and we just decide if we're a best fit. So when somebody comes to to decide if they're like, you know what, Priyanka, I really want to work with you because I want to lose weight without a calculator. I want to feel better in my life. 
we decide on a consult, whether we are going to be a best fit. And I will tell you on the consult, if I don't think the group is for you, I have said no to people if I don't think that they will be a best fit. So more than the number of people in the group, I think having the best fit clients, I think will best be served by this group. Those are the women that are in this group, but it's always going to be, you know, one zoom screen. You're not scrolling through zoom screen after zoom screen. Uh, when we are in our group, everybody knows each other. It's for six months. I work with my clients in six month increments. I have clients that will work with me for longer. Maybe they have more weight to lose, or maybe they want to practice weight maintenance. Maybe they've lost a lot of weight and now they want to just practice maintenance. So then we continue working together and it's just the best. It's the best community. Absolutely. The best community. I just love it. Excellent. And just on the workshops, because I know that you do some workshops as well. So you might just yeah. uh, touch on how you actually were they were you doing online when the last couple of years or were you mm -hmm. doing in person workshops as well? It's always online. I always, um, I'm often doing a webinar or a training for just, you know, the people of the world. So um, you can usually find whatever my latest webinar or training is going to be at the unstoppablemombrain.com forward slash webinar or the unstoppablemombrain.com. You can, you'll, there'll be a link to my next free training. And that's what I would like to say about my webinars is I really do try to make them very value driven and in all of my webinars, I will invite you to work with me. If that's something, if what you learn on the webinar resonates with you, if if you're like, yup, that's me. Oh, that's exactly like, you'll know. I think that just even hearing this podcast, when you're listening to a podcast or you're watching a webinar, you know, when you have found your coach, you can just hear it. This is the person I have to work with. That was my experience. Anytime that I have ever invested in a group or with a coach, it is because I came in believing this is the person for me. She totally gets me. She's in my brain. You'll know. And then we decide you book a consult and we decide if we want to work together. Excellent. And just, just finally, because uh, you mentioned about perfectionism, but there's also on the opposite end of the spectrum, procrastination, just kind of, and I know you talk about, I think we just talk a bit, yeah. a little bit about that. Yeah. So there, I, I like to think of um, the three biggest obstacles for high achievers in hitting any goal, but specifically weight loss is perfectionism, procrastination, and pleasure. And we've touched on perfectionism. Basically the issue with perfectionism is if you don't love a result, what high achievers do is they monkey emoji themselves. They'll hide or quit. They'll wait for Monday morning, fresh starts because fresh starts feel better than really looking at why you went off plan to begin with. So I really teach my clients, a very step-by-step -step process on how to look at your results, even if you don't love them, because that is where you can leverage what happened. If you get wisdom from why you went off plan, why did you gain a pound? What happened over the weekend that you just forgot yourself? If you can learn why that happened, you can start leveraging that information moving forward. So perfectionism is number one. The second thing is procrastination which means you might have this beautiful plan on paper. It looks amazing. And I've had many plans that look amazing, but when it comes to implementing the plan, high achievers are super sneaky at procrastinating. We'll tell ourselves all kinds of things to not take action or what I call needle moving action in the moment. And that's why we don't hit goals. So there, I think, again, is a step-by-step -step process on how to feel the discomfort. You might feel a moment of like, oh, I don't want to. How do you take action anyway? needle moving action to start hitting goals. And then the third one is pleasure. I think again, high achievers have really married their pleasure with productivity. So I, again, I'm my, my own first client. I used to think the more productive I am, the more I do, the better I do, the more like more, more, more. 
then I get to feel good. Then I get to feel proud. Then I get to feel accomplished, satisfied. And by kind of keeping productivity and pleasure married at the hip, I kept feeling good hostage. And I would maybe cross something off my list, but not surprisingly, that list is ever growing. So I'd be like, you know what? Maybe I finished one task and I'm like, I could do this other task and this other task. So it's never enough. And I think that that's something that high achievers really have to see is that we have an impossible standard for what's quote unquote enough. And we're keeping pride and satisfaction and fulfillment hostage if we keep it attached to productivity. So those are probably the three biggest things that I talk about in my webinar, which you can absolutely get if you join me on one. Great. And what, like, as I'm one that does all the lists and add to the list and everything, but what yeah. I found is what I, sometimes I'll, I'll have a day where I go, okay, just write what you've done instead mm -hmm. of adding something. And because you know what you need to do, you don't need to be writing it down all the time, but we tend to, and I think the mind when you're using the hand as well, when you're actually physically writing something, you get to go into creative mode and start thinking of things, but to actually write down what I've done, it's kind of more satisfying because you, you most of the things we don't write it down. We're just, we'd have a list and then we do about 50 other things in between. And then right. you're looking, you go, ah, I didn't get, all, I didn't get my list done. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's, it's about just enjoying your life and just enjoying every day that you do. Absolutely. And I think, you know, planning and, and strategizing is really important. I don't want to like poo poo that and just say, you know, it's all mindset. It's not, it's, it's equal part strategy, but I think what the high achiever has to start thinking about is when you use planning as a procrastination tactic, right? So this is, this is the big one. This is why I call it sneaky for high achievers is I will often, as I think maybe many people listening will use learning and consumption and research and like researching something or planning as a procrastination tactic. So you have to know what are, what is an, uh, an appropriate amount of planning, an appropriate amount of researching, an appropriate amount of strategizing, and then we have to get to work and take needle moving action. And that there's a moment that comes and it's like, you know what? I could think about this a little bit more. Hmm, maybe I should just make another plan. And you find yourself doing that. That is all procrastination. You just have to be onto yourself. Brilliant, brilliant. And just finally, yeah. I always like to know the kind of social media, what kind of is your call to action, especially, I mean, you've got the coaching, but also, you know, to speak in the podcasting. So what would be you find is serving your best? Yeah. So there are, I am the unstoppable mom brain everywhere on the internet. So that is my Instagram handle. I am on Instagram and especially Instagram stories a lot, mostly because I like sharing my real life wins and fails in real time. So what I really love doing with my audience is I share my, my like actual fails. <laughs> and I think it's very empowering because you get to see what happens when a coach who has reached her ideal weight, how does she manage and handle imperfect moments? How do I take action when I don't want to? I think that that's really important. So the Unstoppable Mom Brain over on Instagram, you can come follow me there. The Unstoppable Mom Brain podcast is where I share a lot of strategy and mindset skills. And if you want to come to my next webinar, then the unstoppablemombrain.com and you can join me on the next one, which would be awesome. Perfect. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. I'll make sure I'll put the links both on the audio and the video. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. So that's all for the Speaking Podcast. You'll find all our episodes on speakingpodcast.com. As mentioned, where I'm bit shooting YouTube. Sure to give us a thumbs up, five-star rating. And make sure when you check out Priyanka's uh, podcast, give her a five-star rating as well. It all helps. Until next week, take care. So I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. You'll find everything about me on bio.link forward slash podcaster with all my podcasts and you find it you see in the qr code in the graphic that's shown 
I'd like again to thank my sponsors. So if you or someone you know struggling with anxiety and want to know how to be 100% anxiety-free six weeks without therapy or drugs, Daniel Packard's Anxiety Solution Program company offers a six-week system that permanently solves anxiety at an astounding 90% success rate. People who join the program only pay at the end once they have clear, measurable results. If you're interested in learning more, go to permanentanxietysolutions.com where you can book a free consultation with Daniel. Do you fight blood pressure and or want to get off the meds? Doctors are amazed at what Zona Plus can do. You can get a $50 discount with my code Roy, zona.com slash discount slash Roy. And you'll see it in the QR code as well as Daniel's QR code. Quality manufacturer of metal products for telecommunication and workshop equipment and other metal materials. you see the brochure there in the QR code. And let me know if you would like a quotation shipped internationally at very competitive price. I'd like to thank all my sponsors and also all my listeners. Be sure to give me a thumbs up, five-star rating, share with your friends, really helps. And I also have a video on how to give a five-star rating because a lot of people have wrote to me asking me that they don't know how to do that. Until next week, take care.